You're listening to episode 23 of The Sick Mom's Guide. Welcome to The Sick Mom's Guide podcast. If my mom can do it, you can too. Hi, I'm Jen Hardy. I'm the mom of seven kids, ages six to 28. I'm a woman with multiple chronic diseases, and I'm the host of this podcast so that we can learn how to ditch the shame and the guilt and open a conversation about what it's really like to be a mom with these chronic health problems so that we can build a community. Today, I want to talk a little bit about how important it is to slow down. Now, you might be sitting there and thinking, I can't slow down. I'm not even getting everything done right now. How can I slow down? But I got to tell you a story. It's funny how when we almost die, when we have a near-death experience, it makes us see everything a little bit differently. And in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you the story about how my whole family almost died very recently. Really put things in a new perspective for me. But before that, I'm going to tell you, you can slow down. You need to take care of you. You really do. So if you're looking around and you're thinking, all right, my house is a mess, right? I can't slow down because I've got to clean this mess up. I've got dishes that need to be done. I've got laundry that needs to be done. Let me stop right there. Dishes and laundry, they're always going to need to be done, right? Someone's got a cup of water somewhere that needs to be washed. You're all wearing the clothes that you know very well at the end of today, you're going to need to wash. So that kind of stuff, it's just not going to end. And I don't say that to stress you out, but I say that to say, You don't have to be on guard and panicked about that getting done every minute. Set a time of the day that you know it's going to be done. It may only be once a day. You know, doing them after every meal, that may be too much for you. It's okay to say by dinner, by the, by after dinner, I'm going to do the dishes or after breakfast, I'm going to do the dishes from the day before. That may sound kind of gross, but if you, just don't have a lot of energy, it's okay to relax and do the things that you can do. Okay. It's okay to have like one laundry day where you just do everything or if that stresses you out, well, just get up and do one load a day. And what doesn't get done, doesn't get done. This is your one life. This is what you get. Okay. So you make the most of it. Enjoy it as much as you can. And if that means taking a day off from doing your jobs around the house, girl, then take a day off, right? Because I've talked to so many women. So women who work, you get up in the morning, you get everybody together and you go out the door and you work. And if you've got a chronic illness, physical, mental, whatever you're dealing with, a full-time job may be all you can handle right? And then you come home and everybody needs you. They need you physically and emotionally, and they need you to have feed them and they need all these things. And you're wiped out. Or if you stay home, then there's a million little things that you're doing during the day at home too. And by the end of the day, you're wiped out. It doesn't make you a bad mom or a bad woman to admit, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need a break at all. 
it is okay to slow down. It's okay to let that perfection go and to just relax. Because I'm going to tell you something, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, your kids are not going to remember that the dishes were always done or the laundry was always done. Now, if your house was just filthy, yeah, they may remember that. But what they're going to remember is, mom, was mom there for me? Did mom play games? Did mom look me in the eye and really listen to what I was saying? Or was she always too busy running around getting that little stuff done that she couldn't spend time with me? That's what they're going to remember. And that's what I want you to think about today. I want you to think about it's okay to slow down. Do something that you want to do. Do something with your kids. Focus on their conversations. What are they really into right now? What do they really like? What do they not like? You know, how are their teachers when they go back to school or how are their teachers last year? If you never engaged with them about, you know, how things really were, take the time to do that, right? Just sit down and do that. It is okay to slow down. I have a hard time with that personally. I am a perfectionist. If you've heard me on the show before, you've probably heard me talk about how, I mean, I used to literally white glove my kids when they cleaned. That is a horrible thing to do. I really needed to relax. And um, I have now learned to slow down, learned to not need everything. My version of perfect, which wasn't everybody's version of perfect anyway. Um, but I'm going to tell you what happened to us. And, you know, I had already been learning how to relax and really working on not letting all those little things add up and really get on my nerves. But, um, a year ago, we bought a new home. We bought our dream home is what we did. It's it's almost all one story. There's a, a couple of rooms upstairs, but I don't need to go because I have a hard time. I have to crawl upstairs because my legs just don't like to work. And um, I have an office for the first time. It's this beautiful home. But you know, when we when we did our home inspection, I felt like I smelled gas when the home inspector turned the oven on. And he goes, well, you know, you always smell like a flash of gas, you know, and then it lights and you don't smell it anymore. But I kept thinking, I smell it. I smell something that I shouldn't be smelling. And he's like, no, no, no. Trust me. This is, this is a great house. It's a solid house. We bought the house. Every time I turned the oven on, I smelled the smell, but nobody else could smell it. So, you know, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I hate to cook. I hate it with a fiery passion. It is not my favorite. I've got a couple of kids that love to cook and oh, thank God, because they cooked when they were here and now they have grown up and moved out and I am doing all the cooking um, unless my husband helps, which, but he works, so he doesn't get to do that a whole lot. But it was making me sick and I kept thinking, am I so mental about this cooking that it is making me physically sick when I think about cooking? <laughs> because maybe I just hate it so much, but that just, I thought, you know, honestly, that made me feel crazy, which I realize isn't a word we're supposed to use, but it did. It made me feel kind of crazy. And it was happening more and more that I just really was repelled from the idea of cooking. I felt my stomach would get sick. I, I've had this headache for the last like six months. I'm not a headache person. Couldn't figure it out. So also our oven was not heating the way it should and nothing was quite cooking right. So we called the oven repair guy out and I said, you know, it's not getting up to the right heat. And also I smell this weird smell. So he turns it on and he sticks his head in the oven, which, you know, if you've read any fairy tales, you know that that's always a bad idea. And he just was going to prove this point to me that he smelled nothing. So 
he, the heat did not get up like it was supposed to. So he was going to order parts for that. I walked into my room to get the checkbook. When I came back out, the smell that I smell just about knocked me over. And I said, you know, you need to go outside and come back in. There is a smell. He goes outside, comes back in. I don't smell it. Stuck his head back in the oven. How he he did that when it was set to 400 degrees is beyond me. And he like held it in there. And he's just trying to prove to me that there is no odor coming out of this oven. So, okay. He's ordered the parts. He's going to come back in a couple days. And on his way out the door, he says, if you think you smell something, you should really call the gas company, but they're going to tell you there's nothing here. And I thought, well, okay. Talk to my husband next day, about noon on lunch, he calls the gas company and man, were they out here quick? It's free. They come, they don't want anything exploding. So if you think you smell gas, they're on it. He was here. He turned on my oven. He put this thing in there and his eyes got as big as saucers. And he looked at me, he said, turn that oven off. We should all be dead. So turn the oven off. He said, some people can smell carbon monoxide. You and I are two of those people. He said, what you have been smelling is not gas. The burner in your oven, not the burners on the stove, but there's burners in the oven. He said, one of those has a leak. He said, I don't know how you are alive. All of your family should be dead. He said, if anyone put their head near this oven when it was on, they should have instantly died. Which of course made me think back to the oven repair man who definitely should not still be here today. So I don't know how much carbon monoxide he's breathing over his lifetime if he's sticking his head in ovens. But anyway, so this man, I mean, he just kept saying over and over, I can't believe you're still here. I can't believe you're still here. I can't believe your family's here. You should all be gone. And here's the wild thing. This has been happening since June, 2017. It's now July, 2018. It's been happening for a year. The leak has gotten worse, but there's no reason that my family and I should be here. Also, the week we moved in, we bought a new carbon monoxide detector. We have one. We bought a new one, put it right by the kitchen. It failed. Obviously it failed. It didn't work because it never went off. So for the first few days, I was just in shock. My husband, I guess not so much. I don't know. I think it was seeing the look on that man's face, just the utter look of shock that he had knowing the level of carbon monoxide that's been in my home and right next to me as I've cooked. In fact, a week before he came out, my older son came home from college for dinner and I made him a roast and I cooked it for four hours in that oven. And I was in the kitchen the entire time. I was cooking sides. I was washing dishes. I was staying there to keep an eye on everything, breathing in that carbon monoxide. Over the past year, my symptoms have gotten a lot worse. I've been complaining to my husband that I feel weaker. Inside, from my nose into my lungs, felt like it was swelling up. So much that I couldn't even put my BiPAP on some nights because I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. My legs have been getting weaker. Sometimes they just give out. And you know, all of these things, including my headaches, my dizziness, several other symptoms can all be attributed to carbon monoxide. 
The great thing is that if you survive carbon monoxide poisoning, your symptoms will go away. So that's fantastic for me because yes, we have survived it. My symptoms are going to go away and I should be feeling a lot better very soon. A lot better is a relative term, of course, because if you would have seen me a year ago, um, a lot of people would think I wasn't doing that great. But for me to go back to a year ago is going to be fantastic. Oh, and one more thing, just how precarious our life has been over here. When the gas man was here, he tested the oven with the carbon monoxide detector, not the gas detector, because apparently that's what comes out of ovens often. So while he was here, though, before he left, he said, you know, let me just make sure you don't have a gas leak. So he put his natural gas detector up to my wall. And that started going up. The numbers on that started going up. And he said, do you see this? This is not a good sign. So he did a thing called red tagging my oven and my house, which means it is a danger. It means they turn off the gas so that I can't get any in my home until they figure out what the problem was. This had this other guy come out. I had a natural gas leak on the opposite side of my home as my oven. And it was right near a vent. So here I live in the South and we're on a crawl space. So there's these little vents that are around the crawl space. So the air gets in there. So it doesn't just get really, really hot in the summer. Well, the vent was sucking in natural gas. So underneath my home, my crawl space has been filled with natural gas. If you know anything about natural gas, you know that the lighters that I would light to light my candle could have blown up my home. Somehow they didn't. So somehow with all of these things going on around us, we are here. We are okay. Not only that, but over the course of the next couple of weeks, we are going to get better. So for the last week, I have really sat down and thought, you know, things have been getting more and more annoying to me. All these little things have been getting on my nerves. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and not doing enough. I never feel like I'm doing enough. I have all these bad feelings and negative feelings, many of them about myself. But all of that can stop. Because what I've realized is I am alive. I'm alive and I am doing the best that I can. My kids have their mom here. I'm here. I'm taking care of them to the best of my ability. I am loving them. I'm loving my husband. They have a safe place to live now. We thought they had a safe place to live before, but we have a good home and I am doing the best that I can. And it is okay for me to slow down, take care of myself and enjoy them and enjoy my life because we just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I encourage you to do the same thing. Don't let things get so bad where your family has a near-death experience or you have a near-death experience before you allow yourself to slow down, before you allow yourself to take inventory of all the greatness that you have in your life. Because illness aside, I know you have a lot of great things in your life. And even if you're sick, you are here. You are living. You are breathing. And that means 
that there's the possibility that things are going to get better. You can make things better. Or you can choose to love the way things are right now. Please don't wish your life away. Don't just, you know, I'm just going to keep going, going, going at this frantic pace and, and someday things will be better. And someday, you know, I can do this and someday I can do that. Don't wait to live for someday. Live today. Slow down today. Push all those things that you're running around doing aside for a day and decide what's important. Sit down with the love of your life. If you have a significant other or sit down by yourself and really think today, what is important? What can I slow down with? What can I enjoy more today? Because today is a gift. I know it's trite and I know it's stupid sometimes when you hear it, but it really is. No matter what you're going through, you're here, you're alive. And that is huge. So I implore you to enjoy that today. I know I am. (laughs) I'm running to a speech evaluation and another kid's got speech therapy. And somehow I've got to go zap down these prickly bushes outside in 90 degree heat. But you know what? I'm going to enjoy doing every one of those things today. Because I was just shown that I'm very lucky to have these things to do today. I'm so lucky to be the ones taking my kids to speech. I'm so lucky to be the ones driving them. So two weeks ago when I was moaning that I had to drive here and I had to drive there. Now I'm just thankful that my kids have me to do that. So thank you for joining me today. It's been a lot about me. I'm sorry. It's a very self-focused episode, but I just wanted to show you how amazing it is to be alive. And there may have been things in your life over the past couple of weeks or over the past year where you all were so close to the edge and didn't even know it. So you can celebrate with me. We're all here. We're all alive today. So as you're doing what you're doing, You know, if you've got to do something for your kids or with your kids, it honestly isn't something that's your favorite. Just remember, you get to be the one doing that, right? It gets to be you. It's not going to be your substitute. That's depressing as fire to think about. It's you. So celebrate that today with me. And please slow down. Slow down for a little bit. Sure, there's things you've got to get done. And there's things that have to happen. But put some of the other things aside and just slow down. Enjoy your life. Join me. Tell me how you've been able to do that. You can email me, jen at jenhardy.net. Super easy. Jen at jenhardy, H-A-R-D-Y dot net. Or if you want to join my group, I have a group called Chronically Positive Moms because we're chronic. We're trying to be positive in the midst of all this. And we're moms. Right now it's on Facebook, trying to move it over to my website, taking a little longer than I thought. But right now, jump in there, join us, connect with a bunch of other women that get what you're going through. They're going to be nothing but positive with you. How nice is that, right? They're a great bunch of women 
And if you've got any issues or you've got something, you've got a win, you just, I want to share it with somebody like today I took a shower and I did my hair and I, that was a big hurdle for me and I did it. You can come in there and we'll get what a big deal that is. So join me and enjoy the rest of your day. I look forward to talking to you next week. My music today is A New Day by Scott Holmes. And this episode was sponsored by the book, The Sick Mom's Guide to Having Fun Again. If I can do it, you can too. Written by me. You can find it at Amazon or anywhere online that you like to buy your books. Talk to you next week.